Hello, everybody. Welcome to the stream scene. Episode number 39. Hope you guys are doing well. 39? Join here. Yeah, I know. We got to do something special for 50, I think. Getting there. Um, but uh, I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, the Hunter Wild. What's up, Hunter? Hi. Um, a good day today, I think, is, is, yeah? is what's up. And uh, <laughs> won't you be surprised? A good show! I'm very excited for the for the show today, and I'm and I am uniquely excited for the show today because we have a uh, a more open format to the show as opposed to specific targeted subject matter. And I really, 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 I really, really, really want to see how that how that flows. It's like it's always this enjoyable experimental thing. You got to push those boundaries, even when they're tiny little ones. We have. Two magnificent friends, guests, lovely broadcasters, join us for that uh, today. Uh, hi, uh, Spofy and Coruscating. Would you guys uh, mind introducing yourselves? Spofy, we'll, we'll start with you. Who are you? What do you do? What you about? Um, I'm Spofy, or I also go by Sophie. Um, I stream seven days a week. I'm currently doing Jeez. like a two year challenge. I'm on day five, six, oh, wow. five tonight. So we're getting there. Congratulations. Um, thanks. So we're, we're moving forward with that. I stream Final Fantasy 14 mainly, which is an MMORPG. It's like the Final Fantasy one. Um, but yeah. I stream like other RPGs as well. We do a couple of variety nights. Um, so yeah, that was me. That is really interesting. Coruscating? What you got? I'm Coruscating. I stream a lot of The Sims and other simulation games. I stream usually six nights a week. My channel is home to the cutest emote on Twitch. Um, <laughs> everything cute. All right, which one is that? The cutest. <laughs> Obviously. Loco, what a silly oh. question. <laughs> oh, yes, of, of oh, course. There John's is. got my back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's adorable. I, I'll agree. I agree with that. It's pretty okay. dang cute. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Active. Yeah. For today's show, um, we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be taking your questions. We've got a couple of topics that we want to talk about, uh, and we're gonna take your questions because we totally did not forget that we had a show to do, and <laughs> we're not super. We last were perfectly on, prepared on this. for this particular show. Exactly. This version of it yes. is the is what we. It's spot on. It's it's on target. <laughs> um. So. If you guys have any questions that, or any topics you guys would like to touch on, feel free to throw it in chat. We'll try to uh, grab them and throw them in our Discord list uh, to get to. And uh, yeah, I think we'll start with, um, I guess, what Spofy wanted to talk about, the uh, Twitch bounty board. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you want to talk about? <laughs> Before we get into that, there is a question from, uh, from Tori Wood that says, what is it like being so famous? Um, and Tori I feel should like tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes bounty board <laughs> bounty board um so yeah i brought up the bounty board stuff because a i wasn't 100 percent sure how many people had access to it when i brought it up in my channel it seemed like there were especially viewers had no idea what it was because a lot of people weren't necessarily like, talking about it because you don't have to you just have to put hashtag sponsored you don't right. have to address it there's like no requirements so there's a lot of stuff to unpack between like no requirements on like what you have to talk about. I know there was a Twitter thread about how like 
hosts inflate viewers for it. So I, I was just, I find it very interesting because there's a, a lot to unpack with it. Yeah. Sure. If you guys don't know what the Twitch bounty board is, it's basically Twitch is trying to get into the tapping into like the ability to work with games to sponsor streams, not even games, but a lot of their own stuff, too. Mm -hmm. It's basically like a board that has uh, different tasks for the streamers and you get paid directly based on the number of viewers that you have uh, during that segment. Uh, so these offers range from playing a game for an hour or using one of uh like Amazon's products or um showing like a like literally a five minute uh sponsored segment where you just have to play like a thirty second ad and talk about it. Like yep. so there's a lot of different types of bounties out there. And um it's still very much in development. It's it's still I think considered beta and I don't think every streamer has access to it. I, don't yeah, I was think trying to look at that, about that ahead of time. That on the FAQ, <clears throat> it doesn't. It definitely does not uh, clarify who has access. Just that they were rolling out like an increasing. They were they were giving more access to more people based on a wait list as of May thirty first, and it looked like that just is continuing to open up more and more. So I imagine that there 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 are probably at least. I mean, considering how many um, the pool of partners and then the the larger pool of affiliates so there are probably some people that still don't still don't have access to that yet which would which would make some sense i mean affiliateship at the three viewership level it doesn't necessarily make sense to open up a bounty board where there's a a, a payout based on average viewership if you're looking at you know the, the the two to five viewer range so there's there's probably something like that in place yeah ella is saying that she has it and she's in the eu so I don't know now. I thought it was U.S. only, but I guess it's just very much in the air. What well, one thing it does specify is English speaking. Oh, but it said that they prioritized the U.S. waitlist people first and foremost as they started opening it up. That right. is, is what I'm seeing on the FAQ. I mean, that makes <clears throat> sense because every country has different laws regarding, you know, disclosure yeah, sponsorships and stuff, plus mm -hmm. like the payments and. So, I mean, you see that with a lot of uh, the features, like with Bits. Bits was the same thing, where it's like US only, and then they expanded out and stuff like that. So yeah. I think they're just st still working out the kinks. And Steve's asked if it's a partner-only feature, and the answer is no. I'm an affiliate, and I have used the bounty board. But it it's not open to all affiliates. I think you have to be invited and then apply to use it. Invited. Oh, invited right. first, and then you actually have yeah. to follow up on that invitation, right? To say yes, I'm interested. Yeah, hmm. that so makes sense. There's, there's been some interesting uh, things revolving the bounty board lately. Uh, anything that you guys have have noticed that you like want to touch on? Kind of find the tweets here. The thing that I mentioned was the tweet talking about hosts counting for viewership, and then specifically under that, people started talking about hosts counting for bounties because things like hosts front page like being embedded somewhere all those viewers count for it whereas like they yep. don't count for partnership now for example so i don't know i was quite surprised that they did because that's not technically like i don't know it doesn't really support the game if it's just like not actually a viewer who's there i, I would think in a lot of ways yeah yeah i i, I mean the hosting and rating is really interesting because um I don't feel like half the time it's accurate at all. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, 
I don't think hosting honestly has contributed to viewership much uh, recently. Uh, rating looks like it, it does, but like the direct raid feature, but hosting, I mean, you'll see like I'll host someone and I've had like 300, 400 people in my chat and they'll say, look, it's hosted with one viewer. It's like, wait. So what? they changed <laughs> a lot of that recently and I'm definitely not up to speed on it, but there are a couple of there. It's these are constantly moving qualities and I feel like it's one of those things where you can turn into a clueless grandpa at the drop of a hat because of how fast some of those qualities will change where you're like, what? Where's my AOL account? I need to email the president. Like that kind of thing. Like you have no idea what's happening anymore because they've, they've, they're now like three versions of how hosting and rating works down in a couple of months or something. There's one of the one of the factors is now if you're doing an offline host like you're not hosting from you were just streaming and you're you're going into do an informal raid you know the rating that we've always done but now there's a raid feature so not talking about the raid feature you just go in and just you know everybody posts their uh, their positive uplifting raid message and then you type slash host whatever and you go and host that person that's an online host that should show the active number of viewers who are in the channel and that should be reflected over there um Offline host is if that person that you just rated then goes offline five minutes later and you go host somebody else, that'll show on the pop-up, that'll show one viewer on in their own chat. It'll it won't say any view any viewership at all. I'm that's what the factors that. they've changed. They yeah. changed that? Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's an offline, that's what they're calling an offline host. And it doesn't ref it'll still show up in the viewer count like for a second. You can yeah, have like a boost right. and then it'll drop right back down. That's but weird. I don't know how some of those things work. So weird. Also, I noticed that recently they stopped showing auto hosts in your chat. I did. Know yeah. that too, yes. For me, um, as someone who is trying to get partnered can be very frustrating because those numbers, if I get viewers from an auto host, they don't count towards my partnership viewership, but I don't know that I got an auto host. <laughs> like I just... Because they don't. Show yeah, so up you're there. looking at metrics that reflect right. uh, an action that was taken that somebody did to, for right. for you, but you don't have. You're looking at you're you all you see is metrics that you're right. using to judge whether or not you're doing something right or wrong, and you're mm -hmm. like, hey, it was bigger, or whatever yeah. the, the the you know the 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 viewership metrics. But there's a particular quality that you're missing the information about that is really important for your judgment. And then I can yeah. see it after the stream, but I can't see it until then, like in my where my viewers came from, because sometimes I'll be like, oh, wow, I had a really good night. And then I'll realize like, oh, I got a pretty decent auto host from one of my friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on one side, I get it for like big streamers who like will get millions like mm -hmm. that just ban the child auto host. But like for me, like auto host is like an opportunity for me to like thank that person and realize oh this person's auto hosting right. me like i need to make sure like I, I rate them or host them sometime uh so yeah i mean i like i liked having that in chat because mm -hmm. it, my bot would automatically pop so i mean i'd be like oh thank you for the host and stuff um so i, I wish they would bring it back like as a setting like yeah display yeah, auto host I notifications i think another something. issue with that on the downside is if the if twitch if the if it's not popping up in chat I don't think that it's it would it would I don't remember what the terminology is. I don't think it gets reported elsewhere. So I don't think that like Streamlabs or Stream Elements or whatever your your other bot is can even see it. 
I don't even think it's possible yeah. for it for you to go into a third party thing and go, hey, I'd really like to know, right? You know, because I'll have you know my who followed, who tipped, whatever that alerts thing or uh, up for for Streamlabs, and and that's not even going to show me auto hosts anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. only thing that you, proper auto hosts through Twitch, right? You can you can have a bot uh, like like DeepBot has its own auto host feature. It will do the slash host in your chat that is effectively an auto host, but it shows up like a regular host. Right. Like that's like a workaround for other people to do, mm-hmm. or for you to do for yeah. other people when you're having an auto host thing. But there's still no control that you have as the streamer for how what you see for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually like I use the Moobot host auto hosting system because I yeah. like um, there's a couple of different settings like you can prioritize your list or like choose to automatically rotate after a set amount of time, which I really like because I want to make sure like it with Twitch's auto host system system is like you auto host someone you're and then you're like locked onto that person until yeah. they go offline. And so with the Moobot one, it like I have it like move around every 30 to 60 minutes where it's like I make sure that I'm getting it like everybody as much as i can um while still having it be mostly effective so um we did talk about sponsorships uh grid actually asked a really good question um grid asked i have heard a lot of talk about sponsorships but no one has answered the question what happens when you're a small streamer and no company will partner with you example i have 1k plus followers i tried applying to sponsorships but no company have answered back to me i think you've got a couple of questions there right like What's the point of the sponsorship in the first place? Are you looking to get a sense of like for your own self-esteem, like professionalism is like, I've made it because I have, you know, somebody who wants to sponsor me. Is it like talking to friends and family? Same sort of thing. This is something I know myself is like, you have this self-esteem issue where somebody's like, Oh, Hey, what do you do? It's like, Oh, I stream on Twitch. It's like, Oh, cool. So do you make money off of that? And you're like, well, Oh, so what do you do? Do you play video games all day? No, it's more complicated. Okay, so like, what are you doing actually? Like, it gets into a really kind of complex kind of question there. Um, and, and is it actually? Are you actually aiming for uh, revenue generation itself? I think I think you have to ask the question first of what you're trying to achieve with it before you can dive into the other factors because it may it may be that based on what you want to achieve that affiliate ship sponsorship stuff doesn't do what you think it's what, what you're, what you really want out of it, which totally right. sidesteps the question, but I think it's, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that's where I would have started with it too, is, you know, sponsorships are something where people, everyone wants to have, everyone wants to be sponsored by Razor or Corsair or something, but like, but really like it doesn't, make a lot of sense for most people like your influence i always talk about this with people who who want to get sponsored they really want to work with dx racer or something um you're you have like a limited influential power and the smaller you are the smaller that power is uh so if your influence is limited do you want to spend it selling headsets or do you want to spend it growing your community growing your social media uh, and getting people involved in in things that are more beneficial to you, like subscribing to your channel. Um, the sponsorships at a, as a, at a very small level are usually not actual sponsorships. They are glorified affiliate programs, and then they call it sponsorships. It's 
it's changing. It's getting more clear. But uh, usually what happens with, with sponsorships at a very small level is uh, maybe you get sent a free product and uh, that's I mean, cool. But then maybe. you have to. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, and then you have to sell. You, you'll get a percentage of sales. That, that's a, an affiliate ship. Like that is what affiliate marketing is. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have this like limited influence, do you want to spend it pushing an affiliate link where you're getting like 3% of a headset sale? Like, or would you rather? And like one headset people... sale every, every two months. I mean, like yeah. I, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, at, at, at my size, yeah. like I could push all day long and still like maybe not sell a damn thing in a right. month. Yeah. Or would you rather like be like, Hey, like you want to support the stream? You can sub. Like you get way more money from a single sub than you would from selling like a seventy dollar headset. And if it's about um, promoting products that you believe in, um, I absolutely suggest doing that regardless of affiliation. Yeah, right. Do that. Yeah. And you can also get the um, Amazon extension where you can put <gasps> all your hardware. Oh, that's so good. Not only Smart do you moves. Earn, like money if they buy those products, if they click on your stuff and then they go buy other stuff on Amazon, you can get money for that too. Like a little cookie thing? Yeah. So yeah cookies, I love cookies. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, important. Like you can talk about, like I, I know it was mentioned, um, I think Grid followed up with just wanting, people asking him about his PC a lot and he wants to like help them with it. Like you can talk about that stuff. Like talk about yeah. the stuff you're passionate about. You don't have to be affiliated with them. I think a lot of people, I mean, for me, I'm not willing to dedicate the amount of stream time it would take to like plug an affiliate link effectively and actually get people to like really use it. Like, I don't want to like have that take over my channel. So like, I'd rather just, right. you know, use what I use and answer people's questions as they come if, if they have them. I think that's a really important point too there is like, how does it roll into your content, the nature of your stream itself? Um, are you like, when you think about it, when you imagine yourself doing it, are you taking time out from creating enjoyable content in order to pitch a product that you hope somebody will buy when, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, one of the things I keep coming back to is, have you first created the stream that people connect to? Have you first created the place that people want to be and feel connected to your personality and your recommendations? Like that's all the front-loaded work that could take even years of, of time to make the space where when people come in and they see recommend a product, they go, Oh, he recommended that product. She recommended that product. I, I let, I, that's definitely a recommendation that I trust, right? The trust has to come first. And, and you probably have that with it, with at least some people, we all hope to have that with at least some people that trust has to come first before anybody's going to be wanting to invest in you and wanting to invest in the things that you're talking about and discussing. Yeah. And, um, you know, the idea of sponsorships, like if you actually are seeking a real sponsorship, you recognize the difference between an affiliate link and a sponsorship, like you're okay. So if you get 10 viewers, uh, on average, how much do you think a company will pay you to, uh, plug their product X amount of times uh, a month, have a panel below your stream, stuff like that. The work that you're going to do for a sponsorship is going to be the same as a, a streamer that gets a thousand viewers. The only difference is you're getting paid a lot, lot less. And it's, it's, it's usually money that's not going to be worth it for how much work you got to put into it. So yeah. 
Sponsorships at a really small level, like for, for small streamers, is just not beneficial for you or the company. For the you just get so much better use of that time that you would put in and the, and the effort. And, and, and I always want to go back to the sense of self-esteem. Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like when you don't sell anything? Like, that's just defeating and deflating. When like I don't want to sign up for something where I I don't have a guarantee that I'm gonna feel good about it at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if it if money flows through. If I feel bad about it, I don't want to do it. And it makes me not want to stream and so on and so forth. There's a bunch of things that you can pile onto that. Doing the things that make you feel accomplished are always going to be better. And a lot of times that's past the first step. Like the first step here is getting affiliate ship, getting a sponsorship, whatever that happens to be. The second step, all the things that come after that, that's where I think we would all run into problems. And there's better work to be done ahead of time than seeking something that may, and even may reliably end up making you not happy. I, I think that's like kind of what's interesting in comparison with the bounty board though, because you don't have to like put that time in, which I know the tweet that we had referenced earlier talked about how it might not actually be very beneficial for companies to be putting their games on the bounty board. Interesting conversation on that one. Yeah. Because um, it was said that Twitch is overpaying people first off. Um, and second, you, when you, when you activate a bounty board, you literally, for those who don't have it or don't know, there's a button on your dashboard, you click it, there's a game there. It says you have to get this many viewers to get the maximum payout. You need to get at least 50% to get any payout. And then you just activate it. You get a key. You only have to stream it for usually like an hour or something. And you get paid at the end if you had X amount of viewers, which you could literally be on the front page to say, I'm going to put this game up for an hour and then it'll go down. And you may not have actually even advertised the game at all. Yeah. Um, there's no requirements. It says, don't talk too negatively about it is like the only. No needless bad mouthing. Needless bad mouthing. Yeah. That's yeah. So where you're just going to trash the game without critique, which right. I think this is a good recommendation for yeah. any content creator mm -hmm. is like, if you have something negative to say about it, yeah, go for it in a like tasteful and responsible way yeah. that's not just like just dunking on it into some doo-doo butter uh that critique that critique is valuable and then you have to let your viewers know that it's and there are many ways that you can do that but you have to let viewers know that it's a that it's a bounty board type that it's a sponsored type thing mm -hmm. that can take you have to do one thing which is put hashtag sponsored in your title it automatically makes you do that when you activate it yeah I don't know if that's true now. They just changed something about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, no, I think I, I, no, the it's, last one oh, I did, no. like last week, it did that. I mean, yeah. they like, yes, I'm cool with this title, but like. Yeah, yeah. you had to like, it was like. You click a thing. There. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so I think, yeah, I think now it does that then. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't know where the, the line is. They changed something, but yeah, it wasn't, uh, yeah, they still did that automatically, which is nice. Um, I can say you, you you have to push the button now. Yeah, I always so I think thought you had to do that, like, anyways, so I didn't Previously, I think you only had to put hashtag sponsored in your title, and then, and make sure that that was, like, a, your saved title, and then for the course of the hour, it had to say that, and then you had officially started it, but now they required the click a button activation thing. Mm -hmm. And like, and yeah. that's it. You can put hashtag sponsored in your title, but it doesn't do anything if you don't click the button. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
the bounty board I think has a lot of a lot of uh, great things about it, but also a lot of dangerous things about it. I think especially if they're going to make it so that anyone could theoretically use it. Uh, I think like I mean like the companies don't want to pay just anyone to stream their game. Like that's why they usually don't. So um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's still in development. They're still working it out. So I'm really curious to see where it goes. Um, I use the bounty board. Um, but I've only done it for, I usually only do the five minute ads cause it's like five minutes. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really curious to see where it goes. Yeah, I definitely. I've been, I saw some people talking about how people have been already using it unethically and it's already kind of coming to the surface or people have been creating discords to purposefully inflate people's viewership when they're bountying. And it's just like, I, I don't know how they're going to address that, I guess. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a complicated, um, it's a complicated, there there are complicated qualities because on the one side, like we were talking about before, the requirements, the, the metric requirements can be wildly inflated, right? Because you got a crazy host twice last week that, you know, <laughs> that brought your viewership up to 2,000 people. And now all of a sudden the requirements, like it says that you have to have 800 viewers to max out yeah and at this and so you know you can you could have had a really good week for your metrics and it's going to read that really good week and it's going to convert that into requirements um at the same time you you know you need to get paid you want to get paid you want to participate in the bounty board but you it's not a person you don't get to go like hey did you notice the last week it was this other kind of situation can we maybe get it back to you know you don't get to have that conversation so with some things like that you're like oh guys i i really need some help to like hit the thing that would normally be perfectly fine and doable for me but now it's like ridiculous did you do you mind is it unethical yes is it bad no I would say I would I would argue that there's that there's a way in which you could say that it's not bad. The problem lies in the structure of the system more than it lies in how it incidentally gets used in a way that's outside of the rules. Because there's nothing that clarifies that. Like I would love to see them clarify like please don't try to, you know, play the system. A lot of people aren't even paying attention to that. We just get blinders on and we're like oh, we need to hit these numbers. How do we do that? And I don't think somebody's a bad person for doing that when they're not even paying attention to how it may actually be working the system. You know, I would like to see the system refined more. Yeah, and I'm sure we will see that going forward. Um, we have a question from Othellos so who asks, uh, how do you stay motivated each day to come online and stream? Or what motivates you to stream each day? Oof. I kind of have a special situation with that since I've oh, kind yeah? of set an expectation with the yeah, everyday you've been thing, streaming. you know? Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah so that question. has helped a lot with that because <laughs> I feel a requirement. I, I'm a routine kind of person. Like, I like having a routine. Yeah. Because, uh, okay. Has very much helped with that. I was going to say, like, that speaks to it very, very highly, right? Like, your motive, you, like, your motivations exist outside of what you need to do that day. You set a vision and a goal for yourself and so then that becomes the reason for doing the thing it's like the old uh i don't i've been referencing this a lot and i don't know who said it uh somebody asking a writer like wh where do you get your motivation to like write your stories or whatever and he's like or inspiration 
And he was like, my inspiration shows up at 9 a.m. every morning. Because that's when he gets up and starts writing. He doesn't have to know what he's doing that day. It's like, that's the scheduled time. Yeah. I mean, I know it's good to stream at the same time, um, to have a schedule that's extremely set that you stick to. But when you actually do do that and stick to it, like it becomes really habitual. And like, that's a big part of it, at least for me. Yeah. What about you, car skating? It's a, it, I mean, I'd say kind of the same thing. It's a routine for me, even though I don't stream every single day. But when I started streaming, I, uh, it was just kind of like on a whim. I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. And then. <laughs> And people kept showing up. So I was like, well, I'll just do this again. And then eventually it was like, you know, I'd been streaming almost every day for a month and then two months. And yeah. Um, now it's like, if I don't show up, I know there are going to be people who be people who are disappointed. And not that like that keeps me from taking a day off if I feel like I need it. But if I can be here and I can stream, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like my motivation is just like the fact that I genuinely enjoy it mm -hmm. and that's made possible by, you know, I don't look at my viewer count at all anymore. I stopped doing that. It's been uh, really helpful for my mentality streaming. Oh, yeah. I'm not focused on the numbers. Um, I, I don't really look at any stats, uh, especially during the stream. Uh, and I've just been honestly just like sitting down, like playing games that I want to play and like, um, doing things with the community I think that's that's helped a lot it's just like trying to eliminate things about the stream that stress me out and like mm -hmm. so when I go and sit down to streaming like I feel better from it you know yeah. it actually makes my day to stream yeah and I know that I just have a disgusting drive like and this is one of the things that we've been working on with the with um uh the coaching aspect of our of our patreon and one thing that I keep coming back to a lot lately is like how are you, how are my weaknesses tied to my strengths? I have a, a, a an absurd strength in being able to like my drive is my alarm clock. You know, like I saw sleep for like five hours a night. I shouldn't do that. I wake up. <laughs> I work from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to sleep, and that's like every single day. I, I rarely take days off, um, and I should take days off. You know, I, I rarely take time to myself, and I should take time to myself. My work life balance is really gross. We did an entire panel at TwitchCon about work-life balance stuff. Um, and I was the example of who not to be. And this is a weakness that is tied directly to a strength. My motivation comes from like that. It's a, it's a point of pride for me too, where I'm like, Hey, I work really hard. And like, I really know that I've got that, uh, I've got that work ethic. I got that gumption, but boy, does it kill some other stuff that I really need in my life. That's it. That's one of the things I'm working on, but it's that disgusting disgusting drive that I that I have to wake up every morning and start working. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's like I, I get that drive towards like working on things for the stream. But like, I feel like for me being on stream, like if I was like, I, I don't know, I, I, I like I've been enjoying the streams the most lately because I've been like the least worried about the stream or the least like business oriented about like the stream mm. itself, where it's like I'll do things behind the scenes where it's like, okay, I'm sitting down, I'm working like an extra eight hours a day, like doing all this behind the scenes stuff. And then like, I'm just like, okay, this is actually like kind of like my break. And it, it's, it's actually really worked out. It's, um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen like growth and, and just like, just, I'm just like happier. <laughs> like, so it's, um, it's good. been good. 
Um, I did see someone in chat ask about the viewer count thing. Do you guys look at your viewer count? Um, and you know, if you don't, why? I, I or if you do, why? I do. Well, I I keep mine hidden, but then like I'll peep it every once in a while. You know, <laughs> like I'll kind of like do the little hover because it's like hover to view. Um, but <laughs> Like every once in a while. You cheater. It's funny, but I used no, to do I that actually. <laughs> I'm gonna shake the package out of the tree. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. Sometimes it really does help with like me thinking when I do these things, like things are like, I don't know. It just I, I like having some sort of idea of how what I'm doing might reflect. I know it's just a correlation, like you can't say what I'm doing is causing this viewer count, but having those correlations does make me feel a little better. Speaking of correlations. I know. I was thinking <laughs> um, that too. Yeah, I've just always shown my viewer count. It never really bothers me much. Like maybe once a month or something, I'll go live and like no one will be there. And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it'll stress me out a little bit. But 99% of the time I like look at my viewer count. I'm like, wow, I can't believe 40 people are watching me right now mm. or whatever like the other day i was ordering a pizza while i was streaming there were 100 people just watching yeah people love watching me order a pizza <laughs> it's, like, it's like you guys are crazy thank you so much like i'm not even showing you what i'm getting on the order because it has my address you're just looking at my face while right. i'm looking at pepperoni yeah How is that? it's climbing yeah i don't get it but it works i have to not I have to not, so I have to not look at my viewer count. I, the first person I knew who regularly watched his viewer count was, was Retro Gaijin. And I was like, why do you do this? He would comment on it too. He's like, wow, there's like 830 people in here watching. You all are dumb. This is really bad content. You're doing <laughs> do, do stuff like that. And I'm like, he, he managed to take it and not how it, have it affect him psychologically, but turn it into content. Mm -hmm. And like that by it's right, because then it's comical. And I, and I, that, that comment gives me a giggle and people in there right. just do it. They're all doing lulls and stuff. Right. And, and like, it's, that creates its own thing, which is really cool, which is really neat for me. First thing that happens, it's first stop in my head is, oh, I'm doing something really phenomenally good or, oh, I'm really, I'm really sucking. And if it's the good thing, and then I check two hours from now and the count is lower. I'm like, oh, I'm doing something really bad now. It's like, it's that psychological roller coaster that I have to force myself to avoid by not getting on, by not, by not watching the viewer count. On the other side, what effectively amounts to a viewer count for me is, is chat rolling. Mm -hmm. How, how yeah. much, how, how much people are conversing. And that's something that I can have some control over, mm -hmm. right? Cause in the moment, if it's slow, ask an interesting question you know, or, or bring up some subject about what happened to you this week and make it relatable and then invite people to join into it, that kind of a thing. But I can't control the viewer count. Can't, right. can't do anything about that. If I see that it's low, I can't change my title to best stream NA and then have everybody just fly, flood yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I used to do the same thing that Spofi does is like, I would, keep, I would hide my viewer count, but then I would peep mm -hmm. at it. Like, especially at the end of the streams, which is dumb because that's usually when my viewer count is is dipping because people are going to bed people know that i'm ending like my eu viewers are going to sleep and um you know that i realized like that wasn't doing anything because I'm, I'm not really hiding it if i'm just still checking it the whole time <laughs> uh so i uh it, it really started to plague my my mental health a lot like i uh 
I was obsessed with it. You know, I was uh, obsessed with the fact that I was plateauing or, or, or dying. And I was like, you know, every single day I checked my viewer count. I was like, like it was driving me crazy. I was, it was really terrible. Uh, so I just stopped completely looking at all. Like I don't look at, at all. Uh, and um, I, I mean, I started peeping a little bit lately. Mm. Um, but <laughs> um, guys, but, but I'm gonna stop again. I'm gonna stop again. But um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I when things are bad. <laughs> look, but the thing is, what you mentioned about chat has what is what I've started to tap into was. I could tell when things were going well and I would enjoy my streams if chat was like bumping and maybe my viewer count wasn't wasn't as high as it normally is. But chat was having a great time and that made me have a great time. And yeah. then I realized like exactly what you're saying is like that viewer count does not mean anything because like if you have an opportunity for someone new to come into the chat and your chat is rolling, like it doesn't matter if you have 200 or 500 viewers, if chat's good, like you, that's a great opportunity to get someone new into your channel because they're having a good time yeah uh and yeah. it feeds off like your personality and then chats like it feeds into each other and then like i mean that's just only going to benefit your, your channel so i really like the point that you made where it's like i'm in tune with the chat like ch if chat dies like some i i recognize like that could just be because the game is slow like if i'm playing oh, sure. like magic or something if i played but, a like, strategy game or like civilization six like nobody's talking yeah, and I think that's important to recognize too. Is like mm -hmm. depending on the game you're playing. Like, if you're playing Overwatch, chat's probably gonna die, even if you're like amazing player, because everyone's just watching you play, right? Like people are just lurking. Um, so I've focused more on 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 chat interaction than like the viewer count. It's it's really helped my mental health so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you you see that a lot, especially with smaller streamers, where it's like, you know, they they like stare at their viewer count with a microscope they're like okay 10 viewers nine viewers oh god someone yep. left like yeah because that, that, that makes a, a big difference yeah. at that level and um yeah i, I just when you, some when people you can, can handle lose it, like 20 percent of your stream at the drop of a hat because right. two viewers leave like it's a huge freaking deal yeah that's, I think why, that's why i think it's most dangerous if you're gonna look at your viewer count you really just have to like be really good at letting it go and not stressing right. about it because yeah like I said I've always like I watched my viewer count even when I was really little and it was always just like oh my gosh I can't believe I have this many viewers like it <laughs> up, rather than bringing me down <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I yeah like I deserve even one viewer <laughs> and this becomes a, a knowing yourself situation right. which I think I always go back to like I make recommendations like never watch never look at your view count but there are some people where it just has zero negative impact. And then it's obviously bad advice. For them. Well, it's not, it's just not good advice for them. Right. It's not a hard and fast rule. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I think it's also the same thing as like, if you're doing well, then you're like, you're not your natural self. Like you're not yeah. being, you're just like, like you're like, if I get a big raid, like I'll freeze up. Like I'm like, oh crap. Like, you know, I, it's a lot of pressure. So, I mean, it could work both ways too, but yeah, it's not like, don't ever look at your viewer account. Like it's, it's, um, depends on you. Mm -hmm. 
I had this funny thing happen where at some point Streamlabs started sending emails that are like stats for your last stream. And for every some reason, oh, yeah. I wouldn't get one every stream. I would only get one when I had a bad stream. It was, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be crazy. Like, cause I wouldn't remember it. And then I would have like the lowest viewership of the month. And it'd be like stats for your last stream. Like red <laughs> arrow. <laughs> like, oh, oh okay. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a question. About? There's a question about what do you do to combat view bots? Uh, just real quick. One, do not comment on it. Um, that's like a, 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 a formal recommendation that Twitch always makes is don't say anything about it. Report it. Say nothing about it. Report it. Um, and move on as though it's not happening. Those would be those would be the there's big ones. Nothing one. you can do. Yeah, really. you got no control over that. So just uh, just just keep rolling. Um, we have a question from Gels who asks, uh, so I'm a Spanish-speaking streamer. My content is in Spanish. There are only two games on Twitch with a heavy flow of Spanish speakers, which are Fortnite and League. I do smite, but in two years, I've grown almost nothing. What are your tips on what to stream, niche games, or those uh, big flow ones to get more transit? I feel like that's probably not something any of us have a lot yeah. of experience with. But my thinking would be try to find active gaming communities outside of Twitch. That's exactly what I was going to say. bring those people to Twitch. And yep. just also, whenever, for whatever reason, if I am plateauing, I just look like, what can I do to improve my content? Even if it's not going to directly translate to more viewers or whatever, then I have better content. And that's always a good thing. And it's a nice motivator for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because it's um like foreign me what or foreign languages uh like the uh, non English speaking streams is what I'll say like I I don't I'm not really familiar with like those communities like I don't know like is is it a completely different meta can you not just stream anything tagged as a different language. I think that discoverability is going to improve for people uh, who are don't have like English streams um, because of the tagging system. Yes. I think now it tags what language you're in, which will make yes, yeah. people a lot easier to find you. One um, interesting factor is the language restriction thing. Now, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to bring it up, even though I just did, because... <laughs> There are some factors involved there that I don't know exactly how it works. I remember this from uh, Dizzy Disaster. Dizzy, if you happen to be in the chat, please speak up because you, you could clarify this a lot. So at one point, he started working. He, he incidentally started streaming with and alongside a, a, a streamer who's who does only Russian, a Russian streamer who speaks in, in Russian streams in Russian um, to a Russian community. Right? None of this is surprising. Um, and they started, they, they were playing a game together and they started, started co-streaming together. And that guy's got like 3000 viewers or something, right? Like on the regular, like that's, his, that's the standard. So then all of a sudden Dizzy started having tons and tons and tons of Russian viewers. They loved him. He didn't speak any Russian at all. None. He has now, he has since learned some Russian, but he played around with and started understanding more about the language restriction thing that that you can select on your dashboard you can choose to completely lock out 
specific anything that's not a specific language so if you select the english only stream for like for myself i think there are people who literally can't chat or watch your stream which is very strange like even if they speak english like that is not like it doesn't read your mind and go like oh can you understand this language whatever i don't know where that i don't know where the issue is i think it's like trying to use like ai or something to be like whatever you're posting is not english but obviously like it's not flawless so if someone posts a meme that uses like japanese characters or whatever it's gonna be like you're not speaking english you can't (laughs) or or maybe if it's in their name right because you see uh, you see a lot of other other languages in the uh um like cyrillic and you know kanji whatever Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is which is, is interesting so i would i would recommend not to have that selection on for being spanish only but you can i think you can select languages in the tagging system can't you yeah um and you know this so there, there, are, there are i think there are several like subtle things like that that you can tweak or or whatnot in order to try and maximize the effectiveness of having oh another thing that that uh, in, speaking about the language thing that I have in my channel is we have a whole com- we have a command that has many of the primary languages that says please speak English only or it's like English only channel or something. So we don't have restriction for uh, like on the platform, but but when people start posting another language, we're like, channel. hey, this guy's a gringo, he can't understand what you're saying. Please keep it to English in a bunch of different languages, <laughs> which is really useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, Giles, going back to your question though, I would say like there's got to be some uh communities that are twitch streamers that speak spanish like i can't name one because i've never thought about looking at them but there's got to be those out there so i would definitely spend time uh networking and involving yourself in those type of communities because i'm sure a lot of them will be able to help you uh and 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 potentially make some friends in in that quite a few there was a tweet that i made a while back yeah they yeah go on no, I was just saying, like, oh. I know a, a couple of Spanish streamers. Like, I'm not super involved in their communities, but it seems like they're having fun, at least. Yeah, like, I don't think I would have found Spanish-speaking streamers on accident very readily. But I, I put out a tweet a while back that was something like, uh, you know, like, show me people who are doing interesting stuff on Twitch because I wanted to, you know, get ideas, get inspiration. Like, what is even possible? Like, my, I'm not going to figure out some of this stuff. And a lot of the replies that I got were... People going like, hey, um, sorry that I can't really communicate with you. I don't really speak English much, but here's my this is the this is this is my stream, or this is somebody's stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a ton of Spanish streamers uh who suddenly showed up in that who were like doing really interesting, cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm too bad with names to remember who they were, yeah. but I th- I feel like the community is like pretty seems pretty hefty, like once you get once you get into it. I mean, because obviously there's a significant portion of the world that speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rita Van Graaff asks, any advice for disabled streamers? I hope to one day get par- the partnership, uh, but my concern is that with my spinal condition, I can't do- sit to do a stream for more than three hours at a time. Uh, rarely I can-, I can go longer, but I usually end up severe pain. Additionally, I have to take a break every hour. I'm concerned that I'll never be able to grow because of the frequent breaks and short streams. Any advice? I don't think that, I mean, I, I know of streamers um, in a similar position who 
just basically stream around what they can. If you can only stream for three hours, but you want to stream more, maybe three hours in the morning, three hours at night, if you wanted to do it that way, taking a break every hour is something that a lot of streamers do disabled or not, nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't think that it should have to hold you back from your goals. Yeah, I, I know a few streamers with similar type issues. Um, I do know someone with a spinal injury and they got a like pretty expensive chair. And they said that that helped them a lot with being able to sit for longer periods of time without pain. Um, but yeah, I, I think a three hour stream is still a pretty good stream. There are a lot of nights where I only stream four hours or three hours if I'm busy. Um, and if you're consistent and streaming five, six days a week at the same time, even if you're only on for three hours, that's pretty, pretty good. And you can still build viewership that way. I would think if you could do some lateral thinking to creatively solve the problems, I think you could go a long way. I'm thinking like- You get a sit-stand desk too. With that, yeah. Um, I'm thinking like if you if you look at the immediate question, can you abstract it out a little bit? So like, I think it sounds like part of the question is um, not being able to stream long. And there's the the breaks too. This all kind of ties in. Not being able to stream longer prevents me from growing as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely not the fact that you can't stream longer. You could move this out a little bit. It's that maybe there's you feel like there's not enough content. Do you have ways that you can create content to extend out the stream time that's not you actively streaming? Can you, if you can only stream for three hours at a time, do you have an extra hour in the day that you can also create content and maybe upload it as a premiere on Twitch and then show that after your stream? Like as soon as you're done streaming, be like, hey, and now we have special content that's here that you can only see by virtue of watching the, and you've already got the viewership from your three hours, and then that extends out into your premiere. Likewise with your breaks. Uh, and if you can't stream as frequently, can you create some way to have special events where you're putting in time off stream to brainstorm and work your way through? How can I make something more interesting to draw people in for my less frequent, less common streams that makes it more compelling? It makes people want to come back to the next one and so on, right? Like some of the creative solutions, I think only really show up when you sort of abstract the problems out a little bit. And you're not like, yeah. how can I stream longer? But what is the real issue that I'm trying to solve? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, streaming is more than just like, stream. if you're just streaming and just streaming on Twitch, like there's so much more you can be doing with your social media. Instagram is very popular. Twitter is a great tool. How can you utilize these other tools with the content that you're making or that you want to make uh, and, and substitute, you know, pushing that extra stream that's hurting you and, and putting that towards something else that can really help your stream? Uh, and with the frequent breaks, uh, can you create some fun stuff in between during those breaks that are interesting for the viewers to kind of keep those people around? Because every streamer hates taking breaks. Like most streamers do not like to get up from the chair because people will leave if you're gone for more than 20 seconds. So, um, you know, like a couple ideas is an interactive game that you just throw on. Like that's like a, I don't know, Twitch has extensions. So there's mini games just throw that on yeah during your break uh videos like maybe like hey guys i created this you know five minute highlight video 
Yep. Uh, watch this while I'm gone. Uh, you see poker streamers do this because they have breaks every hour in their tournaments online. So they just be like, hey, I'm going to throw on this video during the exact time of the break. And uh, it keeps people there. So those are a couple ideas for your breaks. Can you make an ad for your own content? You know, like if you yeah. if you have like 10 different ads that are like a couple of I mean, depending on how long you need to take breaks for. Um, mm -hmm. If you have stuff that shows people what else you do that you're not doing today or the kinds of things that they could see if they stick around, mm -hmm. you know, the, the highlight type stuff like that's. It doesn't it, it's stuff it's it, you're already doing it right you're already making the content. If you just find ways to showcase that, then you're doing even even more than somebody who's not taking breaks. You know, I, I feel I feel like it's even it even creates a, a superior opportunity to show really good stuff to people who are there than somebody like me who's gonna who's gonna take one break at a twelve hour stream like an idiot um, and is hoping that the constant flow of content creation is better. Why not just show them the very best stuff? You know, like why my foot almost feels like a waste of time now that I'm thinking about it, doing anything but that. Yeah, I know that uh, my BRB screen and my starting soon screen, they both have slideshows of pictures of my cat. Yes, it's um, amazing. And sometimes I'll get people who will be like, I clicked on your thumbnail because I saw that cat picture and it was really cute. <laughs> so like I can bring in viewers even when I just have my BRB screen up and they see it. Also, I know someone who has really good food pictures on their BRB screen Dude. and I always get really hungry and want to watch their stream whenever yeah. I have oh their BRB screen up. <laughs> I mean, you could do so much stuff with yeah. it. Like if you if you like nature photography, do you, do you take pictures of stuff? Yeah. Like that's something that you talk about on stream, show that. You know, you got some cute pets that you're that you're showing on Twitter all the time. Boom. I don't know anybody who doesn't like pets. And if they don't like pets, maybe it's not the stream for them. Right. Like, right. You can always work some kind of angle for yourself. Who are you? Um, and how can you show that? One God, more thing so I'm gonna corny. leave you with uh are two links to uh past TwitchCon panels that specifically talk about streaming with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Uh so mm -hmm. uh, you know they will be able to relate and probably give you some more insightful advice. So I'm going to talk about a powerful community too. Yeah, for sure. Those people stick together. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're not already deeply involved with uh, disabled uh, streamers, specifically, specifically streamers, also gamers in general, um, try and get out there and do that. There's, there's one person, a friend of mine that I uh, would personally recommend getting involved with. His name is Steven Spawn. It's Steve I N Spawn on Twitter and I, and on Twitch, I think, uh, Steve, um, he is, he is fantastic and he has unrivaled unparalleled personality and content as a disabled streamer. Uh, I, I would totally, I would totally recommend finding that guy reaching out and getting and networking in with them with, with all, with everybody in that, in that kind of subset of the community. Fantastic people. Sure. Um, Revolver C asks, how do you guys manage to push through fatigue when you're streaming long hours, especially when you're doing a challenge like Sophia's? Um, well, I guess. <laughs> and Hunter, Hunter's been streaming like what, 12 hours a day yeah, for a year. Like, Hunter, yeah. you're insane right now. 
Yeah, I think that's two different kind of bears when it comes to just yes. general how much you stream overall in a week or a month and how much you stream in a day. Like I only ever do five hour streams a day because I, I have like I do 40 hours a week or around that. And I stick to that because like I don't want it to become unhealthy. Work life balance. That is smart moves right there. Please <laughs> be your ways. So I, I try to stick to that. But I do do 12 hour, I don't do 24 hour streams anymore because they're hard. Yeah. Um, but I do do 12 hour streams sometimes. And that's a whole different thing with a bunch of advice about meal prepping and, you know, drinking a lot of water. <laughs> it's going it to the bathroom. Oh, man. Well, well so, I know that Revolver C, I'm pretty sure you work full time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that that changes a lot of things. Yeah, you have a unique version right. of fatigue on that. Yeah, because um, mostly like if I am really not feeling a stream, well, usually if I stro show up for a stream, I instantly get a lot of energy, a lot of adrenaline from being on camera and that'll last for a while, especially if chat is like active. But at a certain point I might start to get tired and if, if I just feel like I'm not going to pick up again, I just end the stream because it's not mm -hmm. worth. I'd rather save my energy for tomorrow for a better stream than burn myself out and just feel like crap. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good to like listen to yourself mm -hmm. and how you're feeling. I am I'm a student as well. So if I have like a lot of exams on a day or something, I, I'm still streaming every day, but I'll be like, all right, guys, shorter stream. We're just going to be a light for one. a little bit like right. mm -hmm. it's gonna be a a chill one. So just like you can listen to yourself and just be like honest about what you think the stream is going to be like with your viewers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like you, marathoning isn't always a beneficial thing. Like absolutely agree. You need to know your limits. And uh, it's something that Hunter and I have talked a lot about, especially on when we talk about work life balance is like working smarter, not harder, like point 12 hour streams. Like you may if you're not looking at your statistics, then you're not going to like, you're not realizing that maybe half of that time is like, you're not even getting any growth. You're actually declining mm -hmm. because your content, like the quality of your stream has gone down. Uh, the game selection is not good. Your audio has been muted. You never even <laughs> noticed. I feel personally attacked happen. right now, Loco. <laughs> Wait, what? Have you done that? <laughs> no, but I can no. easily imagine that I would. Um, I mean, like Hunter, you've been doing this for a long time and mm. like you're 12, you've been doing launch events. So I'd love to hear your perspective because you are someone that takes that stuff into consideration. Like you don't have the time to waste doing 12 hour streams that right. are benefiting the, the stream. Uh, case in point, I'm actually looking at downscaling them. Uh, the, I get, I don't, I ultimately, I don't get, there's not a universal principle for streaming longer makes your stream more successful. Uh, it, it's, it's, I did at one point get caught in that trap. Fortunately, I didn't really actualize that. Um, but I, I, I was seeing the ways in which always streaming for very long hours was always going to be better long time ago. It's definitely not true. It's absolutely not true. Um, it is, and this through through deep experience and also talking to a lot of other people who've done similar things, um, it, it is a quality over quantity thing through. Um, and so to so revolver to your specific question of challenges, right? You're doing challenge runs and stuff. Well, not necessarily challenge runs, but but I the part of it I, I wanna sort of 
I, I want to know more of, I, I, it goes back to the same thing of abstracting it. Like what is actually the point? Um, what, are, what are you trying to achieve there? If I would say that you could get more value out of it, um, like it might be definitively valuable if you're, if you're doing a challenge run in a game and you're going to take, and you have to stream for a longer period of time in order to achieve that. And you're going to take that, edit it down, put it on YouTube as well, uh, and then post it up on your Twitch as well, and uh, as a like a highlight. Um, and then you know you're dropping uh, parts of the the challenge run on Twitter, Instagram, and on the Twitch comment system where you can like make little posts and point to things and say like, hey, here's a new video I posted up. Whatever, all of those things. If you're doing one stream that's a long one. And then you're using that to create all this other stuff that's go, that's going elsewhere. Then I feel like you can get into a justification situation where you're like, okay, it does make some sense to really push myself on this and find ways to make it work. If you're not, there might be other ways to answer the question or hit whatever goal you're looking at that don't involve having to brute force it. Like that's the issue for right. me that I'm trying to circum circumvent. I work too hard without necessarily, uh, I have been working too hard, I'm changing this, without necessarily looking at whether or not I can be doing something smarter to hit my goals. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're having to push through fatigue, then like that's a problem in and of itself. Like mm -hmm. you shouldn't be needing to feel like in any individual stream or any challenge that you're pushing through fatigue. Because mm -hmm. again, that's going to reflect on your content. If you're talking uh, at, for like a long-term challenge, um, then doing some shorter streams. Like, what is your minimum stream time? Like, you know, you have to stream three to six hours a stream for it to count. Like, can you just knock out a shorter stream? Uh, is the challenge be is the challenge actually beneficial? Like, are you if you're trying to stream for a year straight and it's that much of a struggle, is it really actually doing anything for your stream? Is it making you miserable? Right. Because then it's not worth. Even That's a hurting more than helping like situation that. for sure. Cause I think it's, it, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to keep coming back to the, what is the point, which, so, which sounds, you know, like it, it, it sounds like a poopy way of saying like, what's the point of even doing, but it's, it really is like, what is the point? What is the goal that, that this, presumably this is a thing that's attempting to achieve a goal, but it's so easy for us, especially as streamers to confuse. I was talking about this the other day with Campbell's law to confuse the thing that you're doing. That's supposed to be getting you to the goal as the goal itself, mm -hmm. where just doing the challenge is the goal, but not looking at what that's trying to achieve. Because if you if you if you if you look at the final goal, you can then ask, is this doing better than what this other option is? Is that other option something that I can work with more easily? Or is there even a creative solution I haven't even thought about that's way over on the other side of that goal? You know, like how do these things fit in together might be a more useful approach than how do I brute force my way through this these types of these types of challenges i think that like for me too when i if i like approach a stream and i'm feeling like particularly tired because we all have just days where we're feeling really tired um there are ways that you can remove parts of your stream that otherwise like cause you to expend a ton more energy like um if i'm feeling really tired sometimes i'll do a no camera stream where i'm like we're just gonna play the yeah. game i'll play a really low energy game like you know like there are ways that you can like have streams that address your fatigue and can still be good streams. And I think you can you can also um, uh, 
gamify some of this stuff. Uh, if like for me, part of my content is uh, doing what I call sellout stuff, which I actually don't want to do. That's why it's called sellout stuff, eating hot stuff, right? For instance, like that's a, that's a really easy and obvious one. Um, that creates content. It also funds the stream. All that stuff kind of ties in together. Um, if that is a priority for you and something that you that you already do, uh, can you do something like have a um, tip goal challenge or a uh, a sub point challenge for the week that creates an opportunity for you to that you can take advantage of where it's like I'm going to use face rig for a one hour stream on this one day, instead of what would otherwise be an eight hour stream. It's weird, it's unique content, it's a strange little thing that people are going to probably flip out and love, and it ties into revenue generation for your stream. Shortens the length, makes it weird and crazy, like all, right, so that that can be, like things like that as problem solution tactics can be sort of an interesting approach. To go back to an earlier question about hourly breaks i'm gonna run to the bathroom <laughs> but i don't have cat pictures but maybe okay that'll that'll do it perfect is my mic on the fritz i have i have no idea it it might be sometimes we use zoom sometimes it wants zoom to do its own thing weird with the mic i think yeah like, it's fish boy sometimes um <laughs> Oh, fish boy. But, um, you know, talking a little bit more about the challenge thing, uh, Hunter and I, as we are uh, working on creating a uh, a coaching assessment for the coaching that we're doing on Patreon, uh, we've been talking a lot about goals and, and figuring out how to set goals. Mm -hmm. And I think that ties in with the whole challenge thing, because, you know, what is what is uh, <laughs> Hunter says, what is the point? But it's like, what are your goals with the stream is doing that challenge contributing to that goal like you know or right. if it's if it's not motivating to do the challenge then you know maybe you need something else that would be that would get you towards your goal but you know it might be a little bit more uh motivating so like spofi you, you, you were talking about like it gets you to stream like i feel like that that as a solution to an issue makes wonderful sense I don't know if, if if motivation to to get on stream is something that you would particularly struggle with outside of doing something like this, but if if you're really good at um, at meeting challenges, then setting challenges that solve other issues for you sounds like a great way to go about things. Yeah, it kind of like for me, it just helped me because before, and and this was like two years ago now, I guess, but before, um, I would have this goes into like mental health and stuff but like depression would cause like me to just like stay in bed for like inordinate amount of time and then i'd be <laughs> like i'm not gonna stream i've been in bed all day i have stuff to do but if i have to stream at nine every night i think like okay i have to do go to the grocery store beforehand and like i end up getting up and doing stuff and it just kind of helped like get me to do stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it helped a lot <laughs> um Another thing that I want to talk about that Grid brought up, and I think it's something that uh, a lot of newer, smaller streamers face, is chatters, lurkers. It's something actually we spent an entire episode talking about. So we'll keep it brief uh, because uh, we had some really good talks. Uh, if if Ahmad could find that link. Um, but what are your thoughts on, on lurkers and getting them to interact more in chat? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, first thing, my first thought is don't ever call out lurkers specifically. Yeah, uh, so like don't pull up your viewer list and then be like, hey, you know, you just came yeah. here. You never said anything. I'm going to say your name. That's a recipe for really disaster. Mm-hmm. It's really uncomfortable. Um, so don't ever do that, first of all. Um, but honestly, like the basics is like asking silly questions or talking about things that you're passionate about mm-hmm. like don't expect the chatters to be the ones or the lurkers to be the ones to initiate conversation like that's on you mm-hmm. uh so if you need to just monologue about your weekend or or things you're passionate about i usually talk about food uh so just i would just talk about things like hey chat like you know what does pineapple belong on pizza discuss that will bring out people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I one. avoid that one. <laughs> that's a polarizing one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That can be good. I think like one thing I've noticed too, um, a lot of people will like use and I kind of I'm kind of against this because I think it can cause problems later on. But if you use like chatbot games that get like it gets people like using them but then like if you have too many people using them it can spam up your chat so. you have to know right. what the line is yeah mm-hmm. right. you have to be careful with that because some people will do that as a solution to not have lurkers but then that's not really they're not really engaging with you they're it's artificial your robot yeah i mean it's it's a it's at most a half measure and i don't think that me that makes it useless but mm-hmm. I mean, it has it has value, but don't let that. I think, I, yeah, don't let it be a crutch, right? So I think there are a couple of couple of things on this. I, I don't remember the nature, the exact nature of the original question, but um, I talk about um, the like narrative sphere. No, that's not there. I don't remember what I. But there are little little talky spheres. We'll use that's that's a good one. Talky spheres. If you're playing a game. Uh, immediately you can go through what you're doing right now, what you're going to be doing in 30 seconds, what your plan is for the next five minutes, what you expect to have happen in 30 minutes or an hour, or what, what, are you, what are you doing over the next seven days, right? You can sort of work your way out in terms of time for that. But I love the idea of, of having the interesting questions. Um, and this is one of the things that you can do off stream to really capitalize uh, on your on-stream time um, is prepare types of questions, sets of questions, and interesting responses to those questions. Like there was a whole list of video game related ones that I used for quite a while and I want to go back to it. You know, it's, it's things it's things as simple as, there are more interesting versions of this, but like what's your favorite, uh, you know, video game villain? Or who did you, you know, relate to the most as, a, as an anti-hero or a villain, like not somebody who's the goody two-shoes, you know? And then some people will come out and start talking. Other people will read that and go like, oh, that's true. I didn't think about, you know? And then you start, things like that can really start rolling, um, can really start rolling with it. What anime should I watch? Holy crap, watch the chat explode. You know, like that is, they're, they're, and, and that's not artificial. Like I actually want to know, you know yeah. what, because I'm so outside of that realm. I'm like, what would I, what should I do? If I wanted to get into it, like you guys know me, like what would it, right? So things like that can start, can start kicking it off. Yeah. I know someone who would keep like uh, sticky notes around their kind of like set up behind. Their I have sticky notes right now around my <laughs> my monitor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to link in chat, by the way, the episode that I'm talking about is with Lucid Fox and Nomag. Mm. Uh, it is really, really good stuff. It, it's uh, literally called Cultivating a Chat Community uh, and talks in depth about uh, 
topic. So definitely check that out. Good stuff. Um, all right, I think we have time for one more question here uh, from gentleman Brian who says, uh, I think it's important to identify what kind of streamer you want to be. Yes. How long do you have to know what kind of streamer you want to be once you start streaming? I feel like, I mean, I had no idea when I started streaming what I wanted to be. Like I said, I literally was just like, maybe people will watch me play Stardew Valley. And then people did. Um, and then I think it was, it was like the first week that I noticed like streaming games is cool, but I have the opportunity to create like a community here um, and like really make that happen myself. And so I kind of knew I wanted to be like a community focused streamer, but even then, like it took me, like now I'm pretty focused on Sims and simulation games, but it took mm -hmm. me at least six months to know that that was where I was going to end up. Um, yeah. It can change too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, Twitch is changing. So like, I don't know, it can be hard to, even if you have one thing you've been doing for two years, you might have to change it because you never oh, know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know don't so, ignore it but don't let it like stress you out too much especially if it's not like you need to grow your stream right now just take some time see what works for you what you have fun with like my community i call the cat cafe yeah and i didn't know that i didn't even know my stream was gonna be about cats when i started streaming and then like <laughs> we kind of just started talking more and more about my cat specifically and everybody else's cats and then one day i was like just wait, my stream should be called the Cat Cafe, Coruscating's Cat Cafe, it's perfect. And yep. it wasn't like I'd been sitting there thinking about it, it just came to me. I mean, yeah. I think you have and a couple- That's a really good point. What's that? No, I just, uh, well, I was saying it was a good point. I was gonna start talking, but you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got a couple of, couple, of, couple of things, right? One, it's important to have, I'm not, I'm intentionally avoiding using the word like vital, or necessary. I think it's important to have an identity for your stream while maintaining a malleability for the surface elements so that you can change and keep up with stuff. But what allows you to, you know, people can connect with you when they when there are reliable elements, consistent elements, and that can be your core, the core identity of your stream, even if surface things change. I start doing launch events for AAA titles, I stop doing launch events for AAA titles. I start doing contests, I stop doing contests. All those things, you know, like all these service elements can change like the wind as long as people come in and they know roughly what they're going to get, what the attitude and atmosphere of the channel is going to be, right? And that is part of the identity. Much like with me myself, I can change my beard, I can dye my hair, I can change my clothes, um, but when you talk to me, are you going to get the same person? Yeah. That, and that's, that's sort of part of the, part of the thing. Can I go to a fancy party in a tuxedo? Sure. Can I go down the street and slum it? Sure. <laughs> same person at the end of the day, you don't have to know going into it, who you're going right. to be, what that, what that is going to entail. And I mean, a I honestly lot can change. I think it's very hard to like predict or plan that sort of thing. Like, yeah, I think absolutely. much of that is discovering as you as you go like when i started streaming um i know what i wanted to do like i wanted to do it because of community yeah um but i didn't know all the the memes that exist in the channel or the person that i become or the games that i play 
I mean, that just happened after doing this, you know, throughout the four years that I've been doing this. Uh, you know, when I started streaming, I was very quiet, uh, very, very timid. And now I like I'm, I'm like the opposite pretty much. And I've just like changed as a person. Um, so it and, and I, like I think someone touched on the fact that Twitch is always changing and streaming is always changing. Yeah. Um, there's no need to be like, I am this type of streamer. Like this is like three keywords about me. Like it's. I don't even think that's necessary. I think it's just figuring out who you are and what works for you mm -hmm. uh, as you do it. Some streamers really can incidentally get away with not ever clearly identifying what type of stream they want for themselves. I feel like it, it can accidentally happen because of who you are. You just end up flowing into having a stream that reflects what you would want if you did sit down and plan it. Um, for me, I don't like taking chances. I, that's not that's not my kind of jam. I literally crafted. I have documents from before I started streaming of crafting the type of stream that I wanted. What do I actually want to get out? Like it's, it's a whole list of stuff that I did on three airplane rides out of four. Fourth, when I relaxed, it's where I get my best work done. Planning out the type of stream that I want to have, um, which included the personality of the stream, the personality that I wanted to bring to it, things I wasn't willing to give up or sacrifice that were going to be necessary elements of the stream, philosophical discourse, things like that, being able to have real talk stuff. Um, and that, for me, that was really important, but it would be a silly recommendation for me to say that everybody should do that. I think you could benefit from trying to plan it out, but... For sure. Could go backward. Because you can, you can yeah. overplan that kind of stuff too and find yourself in a really bad position where you're like, oh, I have to be this kind of person because that's what I said I was going to be on stream. And then you're destroying the fun because you put too rigid a boundary on it. Yeah, I think it can depend too on like just who you are as a person, where you are in life. Sure. Like I started streaming when I was 22. Um, like I barely graduated college. So yeah. discovering <laughs> what I want my stream to be about has been just as much discovering like what I want my life and myself to be about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think too, people are very resistant to change. And sometimes you can't let that stop you from making changes that you want to change. Cause yes. you know, sometimes you'll shave your beard off and a bunch of people will go like, Oh, why did you do this? But they'll get over <laughs> it. And like a couple I know. It's like, you know, just don't get too worried if you if you're trying to rebrand or make a big change and people are initially resistant. People just don't yeah. like change. They're people. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. Like if you're miserable playing Fortnite 24/7, even though that's like what got you popular, like that's like do what makes you happy and like I mean, you can definitely make changes without like sacrificing everything but um, speaking of necessary changes it's about time that we have to wrap up the show unfortunately hunter i'm so proud of you like, <laughs> well this see is the it was first my time fear that you've of, done this it was my fear of of loco sassing me into <laughs> i was about to too show. but i was like oh what time is it oh i gotta do it <laughs> um but spofy Corey, thank you guys so much for joining us um really let's do some shout outs spofy starting with you where can we find you on the interwebs and what are you streaming um, you can find me at www.twitch.tv slash Spofy um, or on Twitter at Spofy with two E's because regular Spofy was taken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and mainly Final Fantasy 14, but we do variety from time to time as well. Corey. Okay. Um, I am Cora Skating. Most people just call me Corey because that's a bit easier, but you can find me as Cora Skating on Twitch and Twitter. 
and Instagram, just about anywhere. Um, also, my cat does have his own Instagram, Casper the Happy Cat. Yep. Um, <laughs> I recommend that. That's not even me, Shot. That's that's for you. <laughs> it is. <very laughs> um, but I stream a lot of The Sims 4, other simulation games, and uh, and cute cat pictures. <laughs> it's really cute you should totally Um, do this for your own sake i'm gonna have to check this out i'm curious now (laughs) yeah um hunter before we do shout outs i do want to say we have another show after this yes so don't go anywhere guys because meg kaylee is actually going to be on our next show your brand your business uh with warb Knoll and chickenators talking about charity streaming uh so and and like she does a thing or two like businessy things that you should know about charity streaming that you might not know about charity streaming that you should know about charity streaming. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that. Cause that is going to be an awesome show. And that's literally going to start the second that I end the stream. So yeah. hang tight. Hunter, do your shout outs. Twitch.tv slash the Hunter Wild. That's me on Twitter, <laughs> the Hunter Wild TV. Definitely go and follow on Twitter. If you like anything remotely close to what I do, who I am, but with slightly less energy on Twitter because it's in text format. That, uh, that goes a little bit better for some people. I saw like three people complain about my energy level and how much I talk. I was surprised. Complain? Oh, Pearls, <laughs> let you know. Mm. <laughs> uh, I stream full on, full on variety. I do a lot, a lot, a lot of streaming, but I'm trying to get better at it. Loco, what about you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash loco, L-O-W-C-O, twitter.com slash loco 2525. And me and Hunter are streamer square. So if you guys like what we're doing here, Follow us here. We've got a YouTube. We've got a website. We've got Twitter. We've got, we got a Patreon. We have a Patreon that we just launched uh, to help support what we do here. If you guys like these shows and you want us to do more of them, uh, consider supporting us. Throw us a buck a month and uh, help us make more of this awesome content to help you guys. Um, There's a so lot of stuff over us. there. There is. Check it out. we got some really cool stuff. And uh, if you guys are already signed up, uh, Thank it's going to be a fun month. We've got some 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 stuff in the works. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us. But there's another show coming on literally right after this. Your brand, your business starts in just a minute. Thank you guys for tuning see you in. Guys over there. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.